Welcome to Valley Talk on Valley 104.9 FM. I'm your host, Heather Stark, and I have a special guest this week, Tim Harris, Carnation City Councilman. Thank you for joining us. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, uh, what I was saying to you before, uh, we were talking about the change in the year, you know, when we ended 2020 and then that was coming to an end, everybody was acting like, oh boy, we're so good to kick this year to the curb. We're so happy about that. And now things are going to be different because it's going to be 2021. Uh, Things are really not that different, at least so far. (laughs) Um, But that's not to say that things aren't going to get a lot different. And one of the things that is going to be very different is Carnation. You guys have a lot of things going on there. What do you think is the biggest thing? I know what I think is the biggest thing. And uh, <laughs> what what's going to be going on in Carnation this year that uh, may or may not take people by surprise if they haven't been paying attention? Well, there's a there's a, a lot going on in Carnation right now uh, and and a lot that's going to become visible uh, over the next couple of months, um, you know, for folks that uh, really haven't been paying too close of attention. You know, you might have heard uh, that we are working on what we're calling the Tolt CBD project or the Tolt Central Business District pro- uh, project. Uh, and that project is is going to be the most visible uh, coming up. We're going to be breaking ground on it in the next uh, month or so. Um, and what that is, is a redevelopment of four blocks of, uh, of Tolt Avenue downtown. It'll be, you know, redoing the roads, redoing the sidewalks. Uh, undergrounding utilities, really giving our, our central business district uh, a, a facelift. And so for 2021, what that means is, you know, there's going to be a lot of construction activity downtown. So you're going to be seeing, you know, trucks and trenches and road closures and detours and, you know, things like that. So uh, that's going to be probably the most the most visible thing that, that, that folks are going to be seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, other projects that are going on, uh, you know, the, the city is, um, is, you know, nothing is, is, uh, set in stone yet, but we're looking at, you know, possibilities of, uh, of, uh, you know, whether or not we could, uh, build a new city hall. Um, you know, as you might be aware, uh, you know, Carnation's uh, city hall is a, is a fairly old building. Uh, it's about 70 years old and, um, and, and it's got some problems, you know, it, it's had water problems, it's got mold problems, you know, things like that, and really isn't doing a good job of, of serving, you know, the, the folks that work there or, or the citizens of, of Carnation. And let me interrupt um, you, Tim, how many, uh-huh. how many people are we talking about? At, uh, in City Hall, we have yes. uh, thir- 13 employees. So 13 employees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's, um, the 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 thinking is that you know with the with the city hall uh going through and and and, and trying to build a um uh, a city hall that you know also would serve as a community center uh and provide you know um uh, a place for for meeting groups and, and and things like that and something that could open up to the outside that uh you know would be uh, an extension of some of the uh things that are happening like with the farmers market and and whatnot one of the main uh, one of the main drivers behind it was uh, the idea that uh, being able to get some public restrooms down there by the uh, by the uh, farmers market area, so that way, um, you know, after hours uh, for folks that you know obviously are are, are at the farmers market, uh, you know, wouldn't have to we wouldn't have to necessarily have porta potties out there and things like that. You could actually use a, a real a real bathroom, but. Um, so those are the two probably the two biggest projects that that are, are being worked on. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, there's a bunch of uh, activity going on with uh, infill development. So there's, you know, new construction coming into 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 town, uh, a few you know projects that are probably going to get underway uh, this year. So lots going on, lots to keep track of. So is this the year that Carnation stops being a small town and starts becoming uh, one of those little urban centers? You know, uh, <laughs> urban centers kind of a little bit of a loaded loaded term, right? Because uh, when you when you talk about uh, ur- urban centers, you know that uh, brings with it some thoughts around uh, you know transportation infrastructure uh, and things like that. Like you know, we're we're not going to be a Redmond. We're not going to be a a Bellevue, we're not going to be, uh, 
you know, a large, a lar what, what I would call an urban center where there's going to be a huge amount of investment in, um, in those kinds of uh, infrastructure. The, now that's not to say that we're not gonna grow. There, there is growth that's happening in Carnation and this, uh, you know, infill development that we're gonna be seeing, uh, you know, is, is gonna be bringing more people into, into the city. So yeah, there's going to be some uh, some additional traffic. There's going to be, you know, uh, hopefully more businesses uh, that uh, you know bring uh, revenue into the city. But uh, so I, I would say that we're going from you know small city to slightly less small city, but but I don't know that I would use the word urban urban center. Okay. Um... I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Because whenever there's uh, growth, um, there is controversy. Mm -hmm. There are people who don't want growth. There are people who want growth. There are people who are trying to uh, strike a balance between the needs and the wants. Um, and it's never easy. Yep. So one of the things that crosses my mind as soon as I start seeing development is, okay, here we go. This is the slippery slope. <laughs> so how do you address that? Well, um, the 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 balance that so I I would put myself in the in the in the shoes of trying to strike a balance. Um, you know, there's there's uh, property rights, you know, and then there's and then there's the 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 wants of the citizens within you know within the city, and you're always having to make sure that you're finding the 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 right balance between you know folks that want to come in and and develop property that they own. Um, and the, you know, desire of the citizens of Carnation in terms of, you know, the, the density, you know, the, the character uh, of, of the town. And uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, the, the, the city council, and, you know, first of all, I, I do want to make sure that I'm uh, clear, you know, this is all Tim Harris's opinion, you know, I'm not speaking for the council or for the city on this. We understand but, um, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, when you're when you're uh, looking at the, you know, when you're looking at the uh, the development that's coming in, you know, a lot of the rules that uh, the developers are going to have to follow were set in motion, you know, a number of years ago. So uh, the zoning, for example, is is set to allow a specific density you know, within uh, areas of the city. So like along the Tolt Avenue corridor, uh, you're gonna see, you know, that the density is, is or the zoning allows for a density, you know, of, uh, of R12 uh, or R24 in some cases, um, which would be 24, you know, units uh, per acre. Um, so the, the, the legal framework is already there that tells a developer you are allowed in this area to build to that density. And then the way that you um, uh, make sure that the developments are um, flowing with the rest of the city is through your development standards. And so that's where you know you go through and you've got your uh, dimensional standards that talk about okay, well, how far back from the edge of a lot does a building have to sit? Uh, how tall can the building be? Um, you know, what are the uh, requirements for uh, landscaping, you know, around the building? What are uh, your parking requirements for the building? So all of those things work together within your development standards to, uh, you know, to guide, you know, because the city can't say, uh, you know, you're not allowed to build. Uh, as long as the building meets the standards that the city puts forward, you know, in its development code and its development standards. And there's a lot of work that happened over the last, you know, two or three years, uh, the, uh, on the high, the high density standards, uh, you know, for the city of Carnation. And they're really just now starting to, to be exercised. Um, you know, some of the new developments that are, that are coming in are, just now starting to, um, you know, to exercise that code. And we're starting to see where the tensions are between, you know, what the developers are wanting to accomplish, what the code says that they can do, you know, uh, we're starting to, to hear, you know, uh, some of the things like, you know, hey, 
the parking requirements are too onerous and so I can't build as big of a building as I want to build. Um, you know, is there any way that we could reduce the parking requirements, you know, or is there any uh, way that we could reduce the amount of landscaping, you know, that's required in order to to let me build, you know, the the building that I want to build. Uh, and so those are those are all of the um, kind of the balancing things that you have to do when, um, you know, and and that, you know, and it's really about the code. It, it's about making sure that the code um, is uh, is consistent internally you know and that it uh, and that it does what you're trying to do uh from a um you know from a community and character standpoint mm -hmm. that's an interesting point community and character how does the current council or how does tim harris of the current <laughs> council uh define that community character you know um so i think of carnation as as a small town i've lived in in small towns a lot, uh, you know, or in multiple small towns. I've, I've, I've lived in, uh, you know, small towns in, in multiple states. Um, so the, the, the community and character that I see or the way that I think of it is, you know, I, I can walk from end to end of the city. You know, I can uh, walk to all the local businesses. I can get on my bike and, and ride my bike without having to worry about, you know, getting run down. Um, I can uh, be out on the on the you know walking down the sidewalk, and I can see down to the end of the street. I'm not having to look over uh, a sea of parked cars uh, in order to be able to uh, you know to see what's what's happening across the street. Like if I'm walking down the street on one side and someone's walking down the street on the other side, I can actually see them. You know, I know everybody's dog. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I recognize my neighbors, right? The, the, you know, and I and and we talk to each other as we, uh, you know, as we're we're going about our day. Um, it's, you know, it's it's a, a that's what I mean by when I say community, right? It's it's about um, a a place that fosters those relationships, um, and it's, you know, so it's less about. Um, uh, you know, this is where I come home and sleep and then get in my car and leave and I don't see anyone, you know, um, until I, you know, until maybe on the weekends, right? It's, um, it's about a place where you actually live and where you actually, you know, do things with, with other people. But realistically, that's bound to change. I mean, if development is coming in where there's a high, you know, R R twenty four, you're mm -hmm. not going to, you know, and we're talking what, how many acres here? Um, you're how is that? How is that community character as you define it mm -hmm. going to be maintained with the changes that are coming in? Well, I mean, you know, that's that's going to be a, a a good question. I mean, the 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 developments that are that are currently proposed you know and there's a couple that are are being proposed right now on the uh the Tolt Avenue corridor you know they're townhouses and and apartments you know so it is going to change the the character in that um you know we're not going to be you know all uh, single family homes with big backyards where everyone you know invites folks over to you know have a barbecue in the backyard and you know you don't have to worry about whether or not your dog has enough play, you know, area to go run around in and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, apartment living is, is, uh, is different. Um, you know, in that, um, you need to have more public spaces available for, for folks to be able to go out and, and do stuff. Right. So whether that's in the, in the parks, um, you know, or, or, um, you know, making sure that you've got services available, um, you know, restaurants, things like that for, um, for folks to be able to get out, you know, cause, um, you know, there's been a, a, a big conversation, for example, around, um, uh, Carnation's need for a dog park. Um, you know, and, and you're aware of the fact that, you know, the city, uh, started, uh, construction on a dog park at, at Valley Memorial Park. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and the reason there are a lot of reasons for, for, for having that dog park in in that park you know not the least of which is well that's close to where a lot of the apartments are going to get uh built and where the townhomes are going to be built where people aren't going to have 
backyards, but they're still going to want to have pets. Um, you know, and so having something there that they can, you know, uh, take their dog uh, down to the park and have a safe place to go, you know, throw the ball and, and give them exercise and, and stuff like that, that kind of stuff is important. Um, so, the, you know, those kinds of, um, those kinds of changes, you know, are the, are the types of things I think that, you know, the city is going to be concentrating on because, yeah, there is going to be a concentration of, of um, development, you know, along the, the Tolta Avenue corridor. Um, and, you know, and yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit different. Okay. Let's be brutally honest here. Okay. Um, whenever we're talking about change, whenever we're talking about decisions, whenever we're talking about growth, we're talking money. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking tax base. We're talking how much, again, we're, we're looking at that balance. Right. But what's the balance between uh, enough money and just generating money? Um, I think I think that pretty much everybody would agree to me with me that whether you're talking a government or whether you're talking a family, never quite enough money. Never. You can yeah. always use more. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can always use a little more. Yep. Uh, it's kind of like that the definition of who's rich. Anybody who makes mm -hmm. $10,000 more a year than I do. That's, right, exactly. that's the definition of rich. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so a lot of these decisions are influenced by the tax base. Yeah, you know, and that's, uh, and this kind of goes back to the point that I made a little bit earlier, you know, there's a lot of decisions that were made, you know, in the past, uh, that, that are set, you know, and, and going through and trying to change those at this point is, is not, uh, not possible. So, you know, uh, there was a huge um, conversation, you know, community conversation uh, a couple of years ago about, uh, you know, 35 acres uh, down by the fire station. Um, you know, that was zoned as industrial land and, uh, you know, the, the landowner wanted to sell it to a, uh, to a housing developer. Um, and the decision was made, you know, to, uh, to rezone that property, you know, from industrial to, uh, to residential. Um, you know, and from a, from a tax base perspective, I mean, you know, there's a, there's a couple of different things. I mean, when I look at the, the balance of, uh, of the, the land in Carnation, you know, we've got about 3% of our land area is dedicated to, uh, to industrial. Uh, we've got, I want to say, I don't know the number off the top of my head, so don't, don't hold me to it, but it's about 10% of, uh, of the total uh, land in Carnation, you know, that is available for commercial purposes, you know, and that's um, a much smaller, you know, area than than what's set aside for residential. So, you know, from a residential perspective, um, you know, about well, like if you look at the general fund, uh, 25% of you know the general fund comes from uh, from property taxes. So, um, is that uh, how how does that compare to other um, um, suburban and rural communities? Do you know off the top of your head? It's so we're a little we're more reliant on residential property tax than than a lot of other cities where they've got you know more um, commercial and uh, industrial base you know for their for their taxes um, and then you know also when you look at the the, the commercial and industrial basis uh, especially when you start talking about service commercial you know then that's also where you are looking at um, sales tax revenues. Now, one of the things that's been really interesting about, um, you know, the, the last year incarnation where everyone has been working from home or, you know, a lot of folks have been working from home um, is, um, you know, uh, there's been a lot less going outside of carnation to, to do your shopping. There's a lot more of, uh, you know, ordering things from Amazon or ordering things from uh, Costco or ordering things from, you know, pick your, your retailer of choice. Um, and, and when you look at the, uh, the sales tax revenue for, for Carnation, we've actually had a small uptick in, um, in our sales tax revenues, primarily because of the fact that, you know, folks are ordering things online and they're having them delivered, you know, to their house. And when you have something delivered to your house, 
sales tax is at the point of delivery, not at the, or it's at the point of sale, which, you know, would be your house if you're ordering it online. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, but when you, when you talk about uh, the, the balance between uh, zoning and density, um, you know, I mean, there's an argument to be made for, for um, residential density, because that, in, that increases the amount of revenue that you bring in on a per acre basis mm -hmm. with, uh, without necessarily a linear increase in the amount of infrastructure that's required to support that that density, right? Okay. So you don't have to build as big of a street, you don't have to build yeah. as much sewage, you know, so on and so forth. But, and I'm mm -hmm. going to take a little break. We're going to take a little okay. break, and I want I'm going to give you a fair warning to think about this one. <laughs> How much money do you need? Is the purpose mm -hmm. of creating taxes and revenue? simply to create more taxes and revenue. Right, yep. So we're going to take a little break and then I'm going to have okay. to address that. Okay. So we'll talk about that. I'll give you a chance to think about it and we'll be right back on Valley 104.9 FM. You're listening to Valley 104.9 FM, your Valley community radio station. Remember to join us at 1 p.m. on Sunday for Animal Radio. Animal Radio is America's most listened to pet show. The nearly two-hour celebration of our pets is hosted by veterinaire talent Al Abrams and Judy Francis. So tune in 1 p.m. Sunday, Animal Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Jay Fisk, host of Keeping Track of Giving Back in the Valley. We're the show that's on every week, and we talk about nonprofits that help all of us who live, work, and play here in the fabulous Snoqualmie Valley. You can catch us at 5.30 p.m. on Sunday, and then we do an encore presentation on Monday at 6.30 p.m. That's 5.30 Sunday evening and 6.30 on Monday for Keeping Track of Giving Back in the Valley right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Hi, I'm Melinda Hemmelgarn, a registered dietitian, investigative nutritionist, and host of Food Sleuth Radio, the show that helps us think beyond our plates, connect the dots between food, health, and agriculture, and find food truth. If you care about the food you eat, then join me on Sundays at 3 p.m. on Valley 104.9 FM for Food Sleuth Radio. Please join Interim City Manager Bob Jean and me, Mayor Kimless, for Carnation Currents, Sundays at 5 p.m., Thursdays 5.30 p.m., and Fridays 6 p.m. on Valley Radio 104.9 FM for the latest updates of Carnation. Welcome back to Valley Talk. With me is Tim Harris. We're talking, I'm, I'm challenging him, I think, I hope. Uh, that I'm challenging him a little bit. And I'm trying to think of all the questions that I've heard from other people over over the years about development and growth incarnation, but we've got it coming. It is coming. There's nothing to be said about it. We left when on break, Tim, and I asked you the question because you were talking about carnation relying on property taxes a little bit more heavily than other communities. And that if you have denser housing, then this is a good thing because then you get more taxes, you get more tax revenue. And it doesn't require an as, as big of an expenditure for infrastructure, which makes my little spidey sense tingle. And I think if you don't need to spend it on infrastructure, why do you need more money? <laughs> well, so let me let me be uh, super clear. Um, that's just you know that's just the math that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a that it's a good thing right because again you know we're talking about the balance between character and community mm -hmm. and the, and then the finance the finances you know and so yeah from a straight up math perspective if i can put uh four houses on an acre with the same amount of street and the same amount of sidewalk and the same amount of you know sewer infrastructure and the same amount of water infrastructure um as you know, a lower density area where I only have maybe one house with the same amount of street and the same amount of uh, sewage and the same amount of water infrastructure, you know, from a just a straight up math perspective, you know, yeah, that makes sense. But then you look at, you know, okay, well, what's the quality of life, you know, in, in that area? Well, okay, I, sure, I didn't have to build as much infrastructure, but now I've got four times the cars, um, 
you know, I've got uh, four times the traffic. I've got, uh, you know, four times the, um, the, the policing and potential fire protection and stuff like that, you know, so there is always a trade-off when, when you look at those things. Um, you know, when, uh, again, going back to the conversation around, uh, you know, what to, what to do with, uh, with some of the city owned land, uh, you know, there's a lot of folks that are talking about, um, you know, the eight acre parcel that's next to the uh, wastewater treatment plant. Um, it is currently zoned as industrial land um, and it's, uh, you know, but it has been used as a, a kind of an unofficial uh, dog park for, for a number of years. Um, and the city's, you know, talking about developing that land and making it, you know, making it um, available for, uh, for industrial, um, industrial use. And there's been some, some interest from some companies you know, in relocating out of some of the more expensive cities uh, out to Carnation, um, you know, to take advantage of uh, industrial location. But right now, Carnation doesn't have any any place for them to to relocate to. And um, you know, so when you when you talk about uh, the taxes within the city, right? There's there's the, the tax reliance on residential property taxes. And the reason why we are more reliant on residential property taxes is because we haven't had, you know, growth in the uh, the commercial or industrial sectors. And in a lot of places, or in a lot of cases, you know, we simply just don't have the uh, the place for those, those businesses to locate. Um, and so, you know, the conversation that we're having now is, okay, well, if we can increase uh, available uh, locations for um, industrial or commercial uh, businesses to locate and bring more industrial and commercial into uh, nation, um, you can um, continue to, you know, maintain or, or even increase the, the revenues to the city and reduce the proportional reliance on residential property taxes uh, to meet those goals. So, you know, and, one and, of the- and so what, so what would be, the, so then you're saying then there would be less need for uh, residential high density, or are you saying that you could add that that would just add to the pot? It would shift the mix. So, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand up and say, you know, your taxes are going to go down because everyone would, you know, know right off the bat that that's liar, just, liar, pants on ex- fire. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, but, um, but as the, as the, um, you know, and, and also when you look at the, um, the income and expenditures from the city, you know, we, we have we have run um, you know the city has run a pretty lean ship uh, you know for for a long time and and unfortunately what that also means is you know there's been deferred maintenance in a lot of uh, a lot of areas you know you only have to drive around the old part of uh, of Carnation to see you know that when you look at our streets and you look at our sidewalks and you look at you know uh, stuff like that in in downtown Carnation. Um, and we're to the point where, you know, if we continue to defer that maintenance, um, it's going to move from being maintenance to being, you know, tear out and rebuild uh, in order to be able to uh, repair, you know, streets and sidewalks and, and things like that. And, um, you know, tear out and rebuild is a lot more expensive than, uh, than you know, maintenance. Um, and so, the the city is is going to be looking for uh, you know ways to uh, to increase the amount of revenue that can be uh, brought in to do things like street maintenance, sidewalk maintenance, and you know my goal is to make sure that as the city is looking for ways to bring more revenue in to do those things, that it doesn't all fall on residential property taxes to, uh, you know, to do that, that we're able to have a, a more diversified tax space um, so that the, um, you know, so that the, the burden is coming from more than just, you know, the folks who live in houses in Carnation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's an admirable goal, but um, one of my concerns uh, is that sometimes, you know, you were talking earlier about math 
so we get this industrial buildings and uh, mm -hmm. down by the, the treatment plant and then we yep. bring in the high density housing and we re rebuild the the, the, the the central area and now we've got you know four blocks of you know uh, high rises and, and some business buildings and mm -hmm. how much do money do we need to repair the sidewalks? I mean, it seems to me like uh, it's you're you're using a great big huge cannon for something that might be able to be taken care of with a you know a little little TNT here or there. Um, yeah, at least that's my impression. So tell me how I'm wrong. Well, so one of the things that uh, has uh, that I've learned over the last year is that holy moly, streets and sidewalks are expensive. Um, so the cost per mile of sidewalk is uh, somewhere between one and a half and $2 million, um, which is, you know, and that's just for sidewalk, that's not streets. Um, and, you know, so when you when you start talking about, you know, a block here or a block there, you, you really start talking about big money really, really fast. Um, you know, the entire budget of the city is, you know, well, I mean, if you look at the just the general fund, you know, the general fund of Carnation is about half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's not a, you know, when when a block of uh, of street improvement is your general fund for an entire year, um, that's, you know, you, you're really starting to have to look at, okay, well, what can we do from a long-term perspective? You know, and this is why the city is also, you know, why we're always going out to, uh, you know, the state, the county, the federal government for, for grants, because, you know, when you're doing big infrastructure projects, um, you know, we're the, um, putting the burden of all of that on just the taxpayers within the city of Carnation um, is, it's just not tenable. We would never be able to afford to do a lot of these projects. One of the things that the county has been rattling uh, around and, and uh, threatening everybody with for several years now mm -hmm. is that there is going to be no money for rural road repairs. And I think it's three years ago, they said they'd be running out in five years. Uh, mm -hmm. They're blaming the state for changing formulas. They're blaming all sorts of things. I asked uh, Kathy Lambert once, um, uh, you know, I think it was two years ago where the King County budget actually had more money than they even planned on uh, spending than they even budgeted for. And I said, well, why can't we use some of that if we are so desperate for rural road and bridge repair? And her response was, well, that goes to the general fund and general fund right. isn't for road repair. And I yep. said, is there a statute? Is there a rule that you can't <laughs> use it for road repair? Right. Oh, no, no. And I'm, and, and, you know, th this is why Kathy loves me. And I said, <laughs> in that case, what you're saying is we don't have an income issue. We have an allocation issue. Mm -hmm. So who is deciding that money shouldn't be allocated for rural road repair? So we're building up Carnation a little bit here. Right. And even though you say the character is not, for you anyway, is not a bedroom community, let's be realistic. You know, I mean, if you have a couple of uh, apartment complexes on that R24 thing, you're mm -hmm. going to have more people than the town can provide jobs for. So you are going to be having people that drive in and out. And uh, they're going to have to, even if Carnation can keep the roads pristine and the sidewalks pristine, they're going to have to go out on those rural roads. Oh, yeah. You're preaching to the choir on that one. I mean, <laughs> so uh, um, what's the deal with the county and how are you guys working with the county? And, um, and I, I will preface every discussion that I have about King County with the statement, I hate King County. <laughs> so you need to take that under advisement, and, okay. you know, for any questioning that I do, I hate King County and have for decades. So that being said, mm -hmm. tell me how you guys are working with the county. How are you going to, um, you know, have all these nice little roads in Carnation and all these nice little developments and the industrial complex and then they go out and a bridge is closed. Uh, right. You know, I mean, let's face it, there's what, two bridges to get into, <laughs> into town. And, um, you know, if there's no money for road repair, that includes bridge repair. Yes. So uh, talk to me about that. Well, so a uh, couple of things, you know, and 
one of the one of the things that I've also learned over the last year is, as you talked about, you know, there 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 are lots of different pots that money goes into. So you know, you've got the street fund, you've got the sewer fund, you've got you know the utilities fund, you've got all of these different funds, and then the general fund is uh, is there, you know, where um, where the uh, the city council can go through and say, okay, well, you know, we want to do X project. And we can allocate funds out of the out of the general fund to to do you know a, a project. A lot of times, what ends up happening, or what has ended up happening, you know, with the general fund incarnation at least, is that it is supplementing some of the other funds. So, like for example, um, you know, the street fund today is being supplemented by the general fund because the street fund simply doesn't have enough money even to do the basic crack ceiling that. Um, you know that the um, the city needs to do year to year, or you know mowing all of the uh, all of the the uh, drainage and bioswale uh, areas. You know is something that gets funded out of the general fund today. So um, when you when you talk about uh, road infrastructure inside Carnation, there's a lot of different players. So anything that's off of toll within the city limits you know, is kind of our problem, right? That's, that's, those are our roads. Uh, we are responsible for maintaining them. We are responsible for, uh, you know, for, for roads inside the city limits. Now with Tolt Avenue, um, you've got the state. Um, and so most of our conversations right now are happening with WashDOT. Um, because, um, you know, we're anytime you touch a state highway, you know, you've got to go through and you've got to get a, a, a lot of permissions uh, from the state in order to be able to do anything, you know, because that's their road. Um, now, as soon as you hit the city limits of Carnation, um, you know, like the intersection at, uh, at Toll Hill Road, you know, now you're, you're dealing with yet another set of players. You've got the the state and you've got uh, the county. And because it's outside of Carnation city limits, really there's nothing we can do other than say, hey guys, can you please do something about this? Um, you know, but it's, but Toll Hill Road, for example, it's not our, it's not in our city limits. So we actually have no jurisdictional authority uh, to do anything there other than, you know, say, hey guys, can you please do something about this because it's causing problems. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with, you know, all, I mean, this is true of all of the Cross Valley roads, uh, you know, Carnation Farm Road is outside of the city limits. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so, so well, yeah. same thing so there. you guys don't, you guys aren't responsible for taking care of it. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm saying is, is do you, what is your, I guess what I'm asking is the relationship with King County. I mean, how successful mm -hmm. are you? I mean, if you go to King County and say, look, we're ha we're doing this building, we're gonna have people. What are you going to do to support this? Um, and I know this was an issue in Duval a couple of years mm -hmm. ago, um, you know, from the county. So I guess I'm asking you to, I, I understand, you know, yep. what is King County <laughs> stuff and what is Carnation City stuff, yep. but you gotta work together. You oh, know? absolutely. You, and you can't just go from superhighway to corduroy road right. because you're crossing some sort of boundary <laughs> line. Totally. And, um, you know, what I would say is that the relationship that the city has with uh, our uh, King County Council member, Kathy Lambert, is actually quite good. Um, you know, Kathy does a lot for uh, for Carnation. Yes. Uh, but she's one of, uh, you know, one of the council members uh, in the King County Council. Mm -hmm. uh, when you look at the makeup of the King County Council, you know, four, I think it's four, it might be even be five, but I think it's four for sure of the King County Council members are directly, you know, their constituency is Seattle proper. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, and so when there's a decision about allocation of funds at the county level, um, you know, and there's a choice between Carnation and Seattle, Kathy's outgunned four to one. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's a that's a, a, a systemic problem, you know, that uh, I don't know how we're going to, to solve. Um, so so separating, you know, King County from our representation in King County, you know, yeah, there are systemic problems with how uh, how funding is happening uh, at the county. Um, I would say that we have a great advocate uh, within the county 
um, you know, who, who, you know, is, is yes. just outnumbered. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And she, now, she strives very hard and has for, for a long, long time yep. to make sure we get represented and to work within that system. Yep. <clears throat> because now, as you are well aware, you cannot work within a governmental system without making compromise and exactly <clears throat> and biting your tongue sometimes, which is why I probably <laughs> don't work in a governmental system. Um, <laughs> although I did then, work for the federal government once very briefly, and <laughs> it was it was an interesting experience for me. Now, one um, of the things that I, I did want to mention br briefly is, you know, um, uh, at the state level. So we've had a lot of conversations with uh, with our state representatives and, uh, you know, and uh, like, for example, um, Representative uh, Mark Mullet, um, you know, I've, I've sat in, I've gone to a couple of uh, town hall meetings where, you know, uh, he happened to see, see me sitting in the audience and 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 specifically called out and oh by the way yes we are aware of some of the transportation issues that are happening in the Snoqualmie Valley and we're going to try and get something you know into the into the capital budget to uh, you know to to help that so um, you know so we do we do have uh, advocates at the state level we have advocates at the county level um, you know and then this is just you know me reading the tea leaves uh, I I believe that you know in the next year, um, there's going to be, um, even if it's deficit spending, there's going to be spending uh, on infrastructure uh, coming out of both the state and the federal government in order to try and, uh, you know, to goose the economy. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, from a from a city of Carnation perspective, what we're what we're working on as a, a council with the with the city manager, is making sure that we've got all of our ducks in a row, that we've got projects, you know, scoped, lined up, and ready to go. So that way, if there is money that is made available, either at the federal level or at the state level, that you know we we're we're sitting here with a a project that is you know they could just write us grant, a check and we can start working on grant ready projects. So. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Um, I always see working with King County as not necessarily a, a huge uh, picnic, um, but I'm not in a position as of to, say, to say that uh, uh, officially uh, because I've certainly never done it at, a, at, a, at another governmental level. Um, mm -hmm. But I know as an individual, it, it poof, you know, um, uh, the expression of rose-colored glasses, you know that one. No, they're Seattle-colored glasses, and that's that's all. <laughs> that's all the vision you need, as far I, as I've seen. Yeah, I always think, you know, uh, I'm probably going to get myself in trouble here, but I always think. Of oh, go the, ahead, uh, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know you. You, you love it. Join it makes me. good radio. <laughs> yeah, join me. <laughs> um, you know, but like the whole campaign, you know, a few years ago, where uh, you know we were, you know, Seattle's backyard. Um, you know, I don't know about everyone else, but my backyard's kind of messy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of time on the front yard to make sure that I give a good face, you know, to everyone on the street, but, you know, but yeah, you know, I've got stuff stacked up in my backyard that, you know, people don't see because it's behind a fence. And, uh, you know, and I worry that that's kind of the perspective that that happens, you know, from the county perspective is, well, yeah, that's the backyard. Nobody sees that. Yeah, Exactly. You know, one of the, I, I, I asked the question, I, and I give Kathy Lambert a very hard time. <laughs> and and uh, she graciously continues to let me interview her. Uh, but uh, in this, uh, this whole county road issue and not having money, have you been in Woodenville during, pre-COVID, pre, pre of course, but mm. on a weekend, on a sunny weekend, and the traffic jams of people going to the wineries. Mm -hmm. And so I suggested that one way to cover uh, road repair for King County roads would be to start tolling people who come out to our national parks, who start coming out to, and using our rural roads. Because remember, I, I guess they've abandoned it for right now, but they never really abandoned these things. The idea of tolling us per mile when we right. get those urban roads. Yeah, I think yep. we should do the same thing um, and, and start collecting tolls for those urban people who come out and use the rural roadways. I, I think that's a good solution. And I don't know why Kathy didn't jump on that. I mean, I just think it's a wonderful idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's a, that's a great, that's a great question. And I, you know, when you're talking about, and I, I don't, 
I don't know. I'm not familiar enough with the, um, you know, with the conversation to say one way or the other, but I suspect that when you start talking about like the wineries in Woodenville, that you run into a lot of the same situations that we have here in Carnation. You know, you've got the city, you've got the state, you've got the county, you know, all involved and all of them, you know, have different views on how um, things should get paid for. Um, yeah, you know, well, I think, I don't think it's a different view. I think it's you pay for it. That's the view. Well, yeah, that's that's true, it, but it's a but it's a matter of of you know uh, whose hand is in the cookie jar at any given point in time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, let's talk about that dog park. Really okay. controversy about the dog park. Mm -hmm. um, you talked a little bit about it before, but what's you know? I, I, are we are we we're totally eliminating that area? that we have now that people use as a dog park and we're doing a new one. Is that the deal? Um, but it's going to be a smaller area, but it will be an official dog park. How, explain how this is going to work. Sure. So the, so the area that's next to the wastewater treatment plant is eight acres uh, zoned industrial. And uh, the, the, the city, you know, really hasn't um, done anything uh, <clears throat> to have that be, you know, a park. The, the, public works crew goes out and, you know, they mow it. And that's about the extent of the maintenance that the city is doing uh, to that piece of land. Um, now there were volunteers, this was a number of years ago that uh, worked with the city council and got permission to, uh, to fence the area in and to put in, you know, uh, bag dispensers and, you know, watering, uh, you know, stuff and, and things like that, basically to make it a, you know, functional or make it function as a, as a dog park. Um, and, you know, there are volunteers that go out there, you know, and, and walk it and clean up and stuff like that. So, and that's been great. I mean, it's been a, a, a wonderful thing for, for the community. What the, what the city is doing is we are building a dog park. So from a city's perspective, we don't have a dog park. We have a, we have a field that is mowed that people use as a dog park, but the city doesn't have a dog park today. Um, and so what the city is doing is, is saying, look, you know, we know that we have this development that's coming in. There's going to be people with apartments. There's going to be people in townhouses. They're going to have pets. We need a dog park. <laughs> Speaking of pets. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, um, and so uh, Valley Memorial, you know, right now has quite a bit of area that is really kind of underutilized. Um, and so the area that, you know, the dog park is being built in is, is uh, three quarters of an acre. So it's not, you know, it's not as big as the, uh, as the area that is by the wastewater treatment plant. Now I've gone out there and, um, and, you know, walked it. And I could tell you, you know, even with my ball chucker, I would not be able to, to chuck a ball from one end of it to the other. So I'm not worried about it from the perspective of, uh, of size. Um, the, um, and, and then the other thing about the, the, the dog park being built in Valley Memorial is, um, you know, the park itself has actually been underutilized. Um, and so, you know, we've got the skate bowl there, we've got, you know, the, the tennis courts there that have been redone. Um, and, uh, and apart, you know, uh, over the last few years, you know, because that park has been underutilized, um, you know, there have been some some issues with some uh, activities happening in that park that you know really we we don't want to have. Um, and so, one of the other reasons or thinking behind building the dog park there is to try and increase the traffic in the park uh, as a whole. Um, you know, so that way, you know, you got more eyes, you got more ears, um, you know, you got dogs. Um, in the in the park, uh, and and that helps you know keep the the things that you don't want to have happening from happening in the park. We're going to take another look, quick break, and when okay. we come back, I have one more question for you. Sure. Um, that I think will be a lot easier. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on, I wasn't that bad now. No, um, this has been great. <laughs> but we're going to take a break. You're listening to Valley Talk on Valley 104.9 FM. Come back after this and. Uh, Finish talking with Tim Harris with me. 
Three Women, Three Ways, the weekly talk show right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Tune in Sundays at 11 a.m. and join me, Heather Stark, for the conversations, the research, the authors, and the experts as we talk about the issues that shape our experiences. Three Women, Three Ways, for the information you need to hear and want to listen to. Three Women, Three Ways, Sundays at 11 a.m. right here on Valley 104.9. Remember to take the journey on Sunday nights at 10 p.m. to midnight with Musical Star Streams, hosted by Forrest. Each week brings a new two-hour episode of Exotic Electronica. It follows Radio Masterpieces, which airs at 9 p.m. on Valley 104.9, your community station. And thanks for listening to Valley 104.9. Radio Survivors, our weekly show where we feature stories and interviews on community radio, radio history, podcasting, low-power FM, college radio, and more. Radio Survive on Valley 104.9 FM, 6 to 7 p.m. on Wednesday nights. Join us for Northwest Phenomenon Sunday nights at 7 p.m. right here on Valley 104.9 as we cover topics from paranormal activity, conspiracy theories, and more. If you have a story you would like to share, email me, mario at northwestphenomenon.com. We'll see you Sunday nights at 7 p.m. right here on Valley 104.9. Northwest Phenomenon. Hi, I'm Seth Shostak, and I'm an actual scientist, although I don't wear a white lab coat. Maybe a straitjacket. I'm Molly Bentley. I'm a science journalist, and we are your hosts on Big Picture Science, bringing you the latest from the labs every week. So join us Thursdays at 6 p.m. for the coolest in science and technology, Big Picture Science. That's Thursdays at 6 p.m. right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Welcome back to Valley Talk. I'm Heather Stark, your host. With me is a very gracious Tim Harris, Carnation City Councilman. Uh, is that appropriate now? Are you supposed to say council member? It's, I'm not supposed to say councilman. I always refer to myself as the last of the 1970s. <laughs> I don't even know that. I mean, I'm doing it wrong. Next thing you know, I'll be talking about manhole covers. Um, I, I answer to pretty much anything. <laughs> my, my father always used to say, you can call me anything you want, as long as you don't call me late for dinner. Um, we talked about development. Development is going to occur. I mean, it, it, it's here. Um all we can hope is that, you know, uh, it's for the right reasons. It produces the desirable results. Um, but one of the things that we haven't talked about, Carnation art community mm. is really significant. It's yep. really important. Mm-hmm. How is the council, how is all this development incorporating local artists or working with local artists? So um, I can tell you that, uh, the Tolt Avenue project, uh, so the Tolt CBD project, um, you know. I'm, had... I'm, I'm sorry. Oops. CBD, really, you couldn't thought of anything better than that. I know. <laughs> okay, that's it. This, so the central, the central business district, you know, okay. which is which is the which is the heart of the city, um, you know, and it is the kind of the face of the city to uh, you know to the outside world. Uh, I I know that uh, you know, and this is this predates me, but the um, you know the city council worked really closely with uh, with the Lee Arts Foundation uh, on a lot of the design elements for the um, for the central business district project. So a lot of the artwork that you're going to see, you know, that's going to go in as part of the central business district district project, um, you know, is is um, uh, is stuff that the the, the Lee Arts Foundation, you know, um, designed and and is providing, you know, as part of the as part of the project. Um, a lot of the design elements around, you know, uh, the kind of the look and feel of the of the project, you know, was was done in collaboration with, um, well, with the community as a whole, but you know, in specifically. Um, you know, the Arts Foundation was, um, you know, was was heavily involved in that in that part of the project as well. Um, you know, we're starting down the path, and you know, it's early days yet, but we're we're starting down the path of uh, of potentially a new city hall. And you know, I expect that there's going to be a lot of conversation with, uh, um, you know, with the 
the community at large, but the, but also you know with the Arts Foundation um, and and artists within the city about you know the design elements of of a city hall. Um, you know, you look at uh, uh, I mean even even things like um, the uh, the farm to table restaurant that's going to be going in. Um, you know where we've got the building that is. Um, you know, slated for for demolition, but you know it's not happening uh, immediately. Uh, working with the with you know the Arts Foundation, I think the Arts Foundation volunteered to put a you know to put the mural that's on the the front of the building in order to you know kind of beautify it for even even if it's temporarily um, you know until the construction on that project is able to to move forward. So you know the uh, the council has has uh, you know I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go back a little bit. You know, we don't have a we don't have a, a ton of, of of money to go through and spend on 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 things. So we are extremely appreciative of you know when the the arts community comes in and says, "Hey, we'd love to work with you on on things," you know, and um, and make sure it, you know going back to the going back to the um, kind of the original. Uh, portion of the of the phone call um you know we talk about the character and the and the and the community uh of carnation and uh you know i'm a firm believer that you know that that art is an integral part of of the character of a city i mean you can walk in you can walk around in any uh in any city and the thing that you notice is is the art you know that those are the things that help you kind of define a sense of place um and and give you a sense of what the what they what the city stands for what its values are um and so i i don't know i'm a i'm a uh i'm a fan of the work that the artists incarnation you know do i know that they work incredibly hard uh to 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 try and um, you know maintain uh, the sense of character and community within within Carnation, um, and kind of in the same vein as you know what we were talking about before, where there's always this balance between you know fiscal reality and and you know the the nirvana of where you want to end up. Um, there's always this kind of tension where you know it's like we would love to you know to have as much uh, art and and character you know in in the community as possible you know but we also have to be cognizant of we have taxpayer taxpayer dollars that we're responsible for and we have to make sure that we're you know spending them in the in the best way possible well we can talk about this off air but i have a wonderful idea okay you know i mean i'm totally objective by saying it. it's my <laughs> idea and it's wonderful um for uh doing doing something with the arts that might actually okay. not only bring some money but might mm -hmm. bring some uh, uh attention and notoriety I'm so we'll always, talk off air about that always um, looking for new ideas so thank you <laughs> <laughs> well you're looking in the right place you know i come <laughs> up with the ideas and then i pass them on um We've talked a lot about development. We talked a lot about uh, the potential for a new city uh, town hall, which I'm sure is probably in the works and it's going to be in the works. My little two cents worth is, is that when you build a community center town hall, I hope that you also remember that there are children. Yes. Make a place for children yep. Yep. Uh, to learn and participate. Um, because I think a lot of times we just kind of forget mm -hmm. um, that you know, the kids are the future. And uh, if they don't get involved with these things, if they don't go to these places, if they don't take a class there, if they don't, if they're not exposed to it when they're young, oftentimes they remain unexposed yep. all the way through. Absolutely. So, That's a great point. So, yeah. So I would just tuck it away that, you know, somehow involve the kids, mm -hmm. somehow involve the kids on an ongoing basis uh, in the community center and in city hall and in city government in any way you can. Um, not that I think the little critters should be making major decisions. I just think <laughs> <laughs> that they need to be exposed to it. Um, Tim, I appreciate you coming on. I hope you'll come on again. Um, we are very interested as this whole year progresses and, and as Carnation changes and begins its changes. And I appreciate you sharing with us. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me.
Okay. <laughs> thank you very much. And thank you for listening to Valley Talk right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Join us every Sunday and Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. I'm Heather Stark. See you next week.